This episode is sponsored by Cypher Security LLC, a global cybersecurity company that delivers a wide range of cybersecurity services, including managed detection and response, governance, risk, and compliance, and managed security services. Learn more at cypher.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. Cybersecurity continues to be a top priority for credit unions and all businesses, and the coronavirus pandemic has done nothing to change that. Ransomware, email phishing attacks, and other threats remain at all-time high levels, as criminal organizations use the internet to profit through illegal activity. The rise of remote work arrangements continues to stress credit union networks and IT departments. I'm Bill Merrick, Deputy Editor for CUNA News. I talked to Scott Krosky, Global Chief Security Officer for Cypher Security LLC, about the top cybersecurity issues facing credit unions and how managed security service providers can augment credit union security programs. Can you tell me a little bit about Cypher and what you do and how you work with credit unions? Yeah, absolutely. So Cypher is the cybersecurity division of ProSegur, which is a $5 billion company that's focused on providing physical and cybersecurity services. Cypher is a full solution service provider. We focus on delivering all kinds of services to our customers. We have six security operation centers on the globe. So our services include red team services. Those are things like ethical hacking, code analysis, incident response, and forensics. We have another service portfolio called Governance, Risk, and Compliance, or GRC. That's focused on reviewing an organization's adherence to cybersecurity regulations, risk management frameworks like GDPR, NIST, ISO, FFIEC, PCI, DSS, those types of things. We also do cyber technology integration. We're a managed security service provider, so we can either fully manage or co-manage security technologies from our security operations centers that are staffed 24-7. So those are technologies like SIMs, firewalls, web application firewalls, endpoint protection, threat deception, vulnerability management, you name it. We also have MDR, which is managed detection and response, which is a turnkey approach to delivering SOC as a service to small, mid-sized and large enterprises, such as banks and credit unions and cyber intelligence services is really just scanning the internet and looking at the dark web to identify threats that could possibly be used against their customers in the future. But specifically with regards to credit unions, through our red team, uh, we we help credit unions conduct post-breach response activities for security incidents. Through GRC, uh, we consult with credit unions to ensure that they're meeting cybersecurity requirements, such as those that are found in the examiner's guide or FFIC, or implementing security standards that are identified in the NIST cybersecurity framework uh, or other NIST publications. And and we also partner with credit unions to deliver 24-7 managed security and MDR services. And I see that you're Cypher's chief evangelist, and you define and maintain the company's innovation strategy. What's involved in all of that? So I actually have a really great opportunity to work with some really talented groups of individuals in our research and development team. And what they're doing is they're looking at new and innovative ways to provide the best-in-class cybersecurity services. So for this year alone, we, we have efforts underway to enhance our threat intelligence collection capabilities for IoT devices. And, and IoT just stands for Internet of Things, you know, which can be anything from camera systems, access control systems, supervisory control systems, or really any other non-traditional IT system that's uh, connected to a computer network. We're also developing new methods to enhance 
our cyber intelligence collection capabilities to really identify information that's out on the internet or the dark web that could be used by threat actors to take preventative actions before an attack occurs. What are some of the biggest security threats facing credit unions? You know, cybersecurity continues to be a top priority for all businesses and credit unions. Many organizations struggle with cybersecurity incidents that were caused by third-party organizations that had some level of access either to the organization or the data that was processed by that organization. So in the case of credit unions, this happens to be impacts that are caused by merchant services and those merchant services that are breached. So unfortunately, when a breach occurs with a merchant, the credit union sees a, a loss in confidence from their members and a significant amount of time and energy goes into having the credit union look to reestablish that trust with their members. There are talks about implementing stronger data security standards for third-party organizations, but those do take time. We recommend credit unions to focus on oversight and vendor management for all of their critical third parties. So due diligence can go a long way in ensuring your vendors and merchants have proper cybersecurity programs in place. So you could start by asking them, fill out a security survey periodically or ask them for a third party attestation report. One that's really popular is called the uh, AICPA Service Organization Controller or SOC, SOC 2 Type 2 report. So in in a SOC 2 report, an independent auditor comes to that organization and reviews their cybersecurity and business continuity strategy to ensure that they're adequately designed. And they actually test it as well, too. We also see major threats to credit unions, such as ransomware and email phishing attacks, which continue to remain at all-time levels of high. Criminal organizations are basically using the internet to profit through illegal activity. So typically, ransomware is delivered through email phishing, and there are typically inadequate security controls in place to stop it. And I can give you an example. Uh, I was actually part of a team that responded to an incident on a credit union that fell victim to ransomware attack over uh, the Labor Day holiday. And what happened was they came into the office after the holiday to find all their computer systems were locked out. And unfortunately, employees weren't able to work for several days until the computers were brought back up online. What do you do in a case like that? How do you resolve that? It's working with the information technology department to get the services and and get the computers back up online. We also, through our red team services, will identify through forensic analysis what exactly the threat actor did, what what was impacted, and and try to kind of reverse engineer it and understood what level of extent or damage was caused. And what's the potential impact of these types of events? How could this harm a credit union in terms of money and other resources? Loss of confidence from their members and and anybody that's using their service is certainly one. The efficiency of your employees and being able to work effectively is two. And also being able to ensure that your your cybersecurity team is is staffed appropriately to be able to conduct 24-7 oversight of all facets of the security program. It seems like cybersecurity threats are on the rise with the coronavirus pandemic. Are these the same types of threats that you usually see, or are there new threats that have come into the mix with this new development? It's definitely forced all businesses across the world to adopt the remote workforce. So this is our new norm. And uh, you know, right now, you and I are both at home as we're having this conversation are using company-issued computer systems. So with a, a fully remote workforce, the size and scope of companies' networks are now larger and more distributed. In addition to the uh, complexities placed on the IT departments, we're seeing a significant increase in criminal elements that are using COVID-19 or coronavirus themes to conduct scams or email phishing. We've come across a fake coronavirus tracking map that contained malware that was being used to distribute to people who visited the website. We've also seen malicious mobile applications that claim to track how many coronavirus cases are nearby you by using your phone's GPS location. Unfortunately, those applications instead delivered ransomware to the phone and locked them up. 
We've also seen an increase in attacks against company VPN concentrators, which is what the IT systems use to create secure connections for your remote employees to the corporate network. So it's definitely a big challenge right now. And also more members are using remote service offerings because a lot of credit union branches are closed. What security issues does that development raise? I could see that twofold. The first one, you know, mobile devices are probably being used by credit unions in, in two methods. First is probably your employees are using them. We typically recommend using a, a mobile device manager and an MDM solution to be able to track and control those things. So there's different technologies out there that do that. I also consider too, if credit unions are using mobile applications to deliver remote service offerings to your members to make sure that they're developed securely. So if your credit union offers members the ability to access their accounts through a mobile application, you'll want to check with the application developer to make sure that they're following proper software development lifecycle practices and taking security into consideration when developing those applications. So because of the sensitivity of the data that can be accessed by members through those mobile applications, we highly recommend to our credit unions to use third-party security companies to conduct routine security audits and or conduct source code analysis on the application before it's published. It seems like credit unions are moving more of their operations to the cloud. What security considerations come with that? Many businesses are migrating to the cloud. So, you know, as your credit union or, or your third parties are migrating to information services to the cloud provider, you know, the bad guys are certainly switching their tactics to follow suit. I mean, you may already be using Office 365 or Google for email. You or your third parties may be uh, having certain systems or applications being hosted in Amazon Web Services and Azure, Google Cloud. What's really driving that migration to the cloud is an increase in IT efficiency and availability of those systems. And when you couple that with the potential cost savings, migrating to the cloud is very viable from a business perspective. And while it's true that you do gain some level of security by migrating to the cloud, there's still some responsibilities that you must consider to ensure your cloud environments are secure. So we use what's called the shared cloud responsibility model to identify what is the security responsibility of the cloud provider and what the responsibility of the customer is that's using that cloud service. So customers that migrate to the cloud are still responsible for the computer systems, software configurations and all that within the cloud. They're responsible for identity and access management or IAM of those accounts that could access the cloud platform. And they're also responsible for the data stored in those cloud environments and ensuring the proper settings are enabled to access those data and make sure that's restricted. So unfortunately, We've seen over half of the data breaches last year that were attributed to a company that did not properly secure their cloud environments and unfortunately was the result of a data breach. Now, specifically with potential impact to credit unions, I can give you an example. You or maybe your merchant or third-party organization may have migrated their email hosting to Office 365 or Google. So there's an attack technique that's known as credential stuffing. It happens when people use the same username and password combinations across multiple websites or web applications. And one of those websites if they happen to be breached, would allow that attacker to steal the login credentials for all accounts that log into the third-party site, sell it on the dark web, or, or attempt to use those credentials to gain access to different applications, assuming the, the same username and password combination is used on other sites. You know, so I'm a, I'm a hacker and I have login credentials for a potential company email address and a password. I'll try to use that username and password combination to log into Office 365 or Google. And if it's the same combination, then I gain access to it. And then what typically happens there is the hacker will review all the email correspondence in that account and then look to mimic the user. They can use that account to start up new conversations, attempt to target new victims, 
So if an email account for an employee on one of your merchants or, or third parties is compromised, they could use that account to begin interacting with your credit union employees and attempt to scam them or social engineer them. Uh, unfortunately, if that scenario happens to an employee of the credit union where their credit union email accounts taken over, that attacker could use that account to interact with your members, assuming that you know that employee had communicated with your members and there's evidence in the email. You know, they, they, they just try to steal literally as much money as they can. It's unfortunate, but true. What future tools are in the works that will uh, help credit unions address these threats? Right now, today, the service that holds the most promise for addressing these risks is implementing what's called a managed detection and response or MDR service. Companies such as ours will deliver MDR services. Uh, Ours is called Cypherbox. And what MDR does, it's a turnkey analytics solution that deploys sensors within your corporate networks and your cloud environments that monitor for and detect risks to computer networks. So once those risks are detected, our security operations teams conduct response activities and work with our customers to contain and eradicate the threat. So in an example, in a cloud environment, I know we spoke a little bit about cloud, we're looking for things such as IAM rule access and access failures. We're looking for administrative user permission modifications, credential abuse, policy changes that could be risky, data exfiltation attempts, databases that are accidentally configured to be made public, which actually accounted for over half of the the breaches last year uses of crypto mining activity within the environment. Those are some of the the main things that they're looking for. But in addition to detection, an MDR solution provider in Cypherbox provides periodic vulnerability assessments where we work with your IT team to conduct those scans in the environment to identify and prioritize any vulnerabilities that are identified in the network that may be used by an attacker to exploit your system. So really partnering with an organization, it's really ensuring that you have absolute 24-7 coverage of the environment because if you're not looking for even a minute, that's a minute where if someone breaks in, it's very difficult to detect. And then just obviously as well too, through red teaming services and and offering secure code analysis, uh, especially important if you're developing mobile applications. What are some common vulnerabilities that thieves try to exploit in credit unions? They're always looking for weak applications or applications that that may not be patched correctly and uh, try to exploit them. So any of the software that you utilize, especially if it's publicly facing to the internet, they're constantly scanning your web pages, your applications, and, and looking for weaknesses. So, you know, making sure that the IT department is, is always up to speed and making sure that the systems are patched and they're outfitted with the latest and greatest. That's one, one capability. The other one is um, social engineering is one in which we see a, a big, big use of right now. And, and they capitalize on any theme. Right now, it's the coronavirus themes here. Let's get, get your government stimulus package or your, your payment from the government that was just passed. Click this link. They do that and just all they're trying to do is to trick your employees into doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Where do credit unions typically fall short when it comes to cybersecurity? I think the biggest mistake is management and credit unions believing that their internal security staff is, you know, staffed sufficiently to provide 24-7 cybersecurity oversight for all the different networks and, and IT systems and services that you utilize. That's probably, in my opinion, by far the biggest shortfall or oversight. I think like adopting a risk management framework like the NIST cybersecurity framework is important. There's an organization called the Center for Internet Security or CIS that offers security hardening benchmarks at free charge. It's free. You can download those and they give you step-by-step instructions on how to harden your environment, whether it's any kind of technology you use or what cloud environment that you're currently operating in. I'd also recommend too, become a member within the FSISAC, which is, stands for the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analytics Center. 
they've got great information and threat intelligence for all parts of the financial system. So they're focused purely on the financial services sector, uh, including credit unions. So they, they give great tips. They give good threat intelligence. What are the latest trends that are happening to credit unions and organizations? So, so FSISAC is a good source. I'd also you know, recommend considering partnering with third-party service providers to augment your cybersecurity program and ensure continuous coverage, and also to ensure proper due diligence activities on your critical third parties and on your merchants. So on a, on a more personal level, what drew you to cybersecurity in the first place? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, it actually happened by pure coincidence. I wanted to be a pilot in the U.S. Air Force, and unfortunately, my eyes were, you know, not good, and they weren't accepting, you know, laser eye surgery at the time. So, so they said, "No, try again." So I said, "Well, I'm good with computers. I can do something with computers." And they said, "Okay, you're going to be a cyber warfare officer." Okay, great. How's this work? And they trained me up on everything, and I worked with a lot of great people, and it was, uh, you know, <laughs> I fell into it, and I really, really enjoyed and, and loved the service. You know, I loved the mission. There's a sense of purpose and being able to protect people, whether when I was in the military or, or here with my, my organization at Cypher, being able to protect businesses, you know, so there's like that sense of purpose that's out there. So that's, that's kind of what drove me to it and why I stay in it. When you look at the dark web, how is that changing and evolving? What's it like? It's the underground black market. Everything is bought, bartered and sold on the dark web, you know, from data that's stolen, login credentials, information about computer systems that are vulnerable, all the way up to physical crime as well, too. And I won't go into the physical crime, but you can imagine a lot of law enforcement activities and entities attempt to get into the dark web and, and, and really try to protect people from physical harm. So it's definitely a, the Wild West uh, in a lot of those underground chat forms and, and encrypted channels. How often do you go in there, I guess, if that's the way to put it? Me personally, not not as often, uh, but uh, you know, we we have a through our research and development teams as well as some of our ethical hackers on staff. We do have to go into to portions of the dark web to be able to collect information. And there's no one company that can claim that they can view the entire dark web. It's just not possible. It's a group of splinter cells that are very close knit communities of people. And the only way you can really enter those closed channels is through reputation. So you have to kind of build an online persona that's fake and uh, being able to pose as somebody that's malicious and, you know, a hacker and, and build up your credibility so that they'll let you into those closed organizations. Is there anything else you'd like to add? So Cypher's developed a webinar for credit unions. It's specifically going to be tailored to threats to the credit unions and, and recommendations for them and how we could possibly help. So if any of your listeners are interested, I'd ask them to visit our website at cipher, dot com slash C-U-N-A. Thanks so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. And I, I really wish everyone stay safe and healthy, especially during these times. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Cybersecurity delivers a wide range of cybersecurity services. Learn more at cipher.com.